get your smoke on, I get your chill on. Let's get these conversations on. Calling on moms and anybody who's living life. The Pop Moms Podcast is here. We're starting. Shall we? Should we talk <laughs> about the evolution of our cannabis use? I think we should. I think it's a good thing because I don't know about anyone else, but I really like to kind of check in with uh, why I'm consuming, what I'm consuming, how I'm consuming, how much I'm consuming. 100%. This is all very top of mind for me as I am on the precipice of a nine to 10 months of, well, like Hiatus. 12 to 13 months sobriety challenge, as I like to call it. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> or cooking up a new babe. Um, I mean, we'll see, right? We're all, we're not, I'm not tracking my ovulation yet because I still feel like it's kind of early in like my planning planning you know trying to hit the three-year about mark uh also i love a spring birthday so you know and right now we'd be like what end of february so but that is to say that i am really thinking about how much cannabis i'm smoking and when because stopping cold turkey versus the you know doing it less and less and trying to taper um, is, you know, something I'm weighing. But that being said, for me, tapering feels hard because it's either I'm using it consistently the way that I use it or I stop. Well, because it's a routine, right? Yeah. And routines are hard. Yeah. And on average, they take Breaking three weeks yeah. to go ahead and create a new routine. Mm-hmm. So taking on the mental load of that in addition to the thought of bearing another child, that's I a lot. Know. <laughs> I know. I just... You know, the thought of somebody throwing a baby at you while you're drowning. Yeah. <laughs> Except for we don't, I don't feel like we're drowning anymore. You know, we, that's the beautiful thing about having spaced this out enough is Leon is in daycare now and he's relatively, I mean, not self-sufficient per se, but he can communicate his needs and wants. He can play independently. He can get himself up and down the table. You know, all the things that make it easier to have another baby in your arms. Now you just have to have him practice fetching diapers oh we're gonna work on that yeah all the training we need to do yep preparing yeah but you know the I let myself run out of cartridges this past week when we were on our little trip to Leavenworth and then we I bought some joints because I was like well I'm still gonna smoke weed sometimes but if I'm smoking joints then it'll be fewer and further between right is what we tell ourselves is what we tell ourselves (laughs) But so then, of course, I just, like, hit a joint, like, once or twice, but I was doing it, like, throughout the day. I'm on vacay, duh. And Trevor's like, ugh, it's so stinky. It's gross. I can smell it. The car smells. Ah. And he's like, he's like, I'm not judging you, but I was like, oh, there's zero, like, strain, or, excuse me, um, resentment in your voice. Yep. (laughs) Absolutely none. I'm not hearing disdain was the word I was looking for that I couldn't find there. Anyways, so uh, I obviously bought a new cartridge yesterday because <laughs> I was like, well, I'm going to go on this bachelorette this weekend. Mom's going to want to let loose. I don't want to be stinky at the Airbnb. I'm taking the joints too, but <laughs> you know. It is hard when you're not at your house to, because again, I same thing. And I think that too. I think, I mean, and I'm a fellow weed smoker yeah. and sometimes my husband will smoke and I won't and I'll be like, ooh, stinky. But then I'm like, oh, well, that's how I must always smell. So yeah. I can't really say anything. <laughs> I come back inside, immediately wash my hands. I'm like, put on my lavender hand lotion. But then, you know, it's like, it's in your hair. And I mean, my hair is where it holds the most, I feel like. And that is what bothers Trevor is then he'll like come near me and he's like, your hair is all stinky. So pro tip. Yeah. Put it up. 
Oh, that is smart. I learned that because um, for a while my son would say like, ooh, what's that smell? I don't like that smell. And I am very, I'm saying it in a mocking voice because I have to imitate everyone in a mocking voice. So it's never actually intending to be mocking. Oh, it just kind of comes catch, out Mom, that way. Good catch. So I want to respect that from him. So I made sure, same thing. I put my hair up. I would usually wear a specific jacket so I could take it off, leave it, wash my hands with some smelling soap or like maybe put lotion on for yeah. sure. But I mean, it's, it's hard. Well, and all that, then you're like, it's so much easier to just hit the pen. But. Exactly. Great segue. Exactly. <laughs> it is. And in a lot of those cases, and especially when you're around other people where you don't know if they are going to like the smell of smoke, sometimes it's just like not convenient to go ahead and like pop out and hit a joint and then you have to keep it somewhere and then you keep it with you and then it smells like a half so burned bad. joint, which <laughs> yeah. like objectively smells way worse than an unsmoked joint. Exactly right. <laughs> I know, and that was the catch, is like, I, then I smoked one, and you don't want to put it back in the pack with all the fresh ones, and then I had it in its own pack, but then, now all of a sudden, I've got three packs of joints, because I've got sativa joints, and I've got my indica joints, and then I've got my smoked joint pack, and it's just so much to carry. The pen's so much better. Accessories. <laughs> but I do wonder, you know, the cartridge smoking, vape use, all of that is so new, and we've talked about this before. That in 20, 30 years, are we all going to be dying of the same weird Popcorn cancer? Lung. Or, I know. Yeah, the like bubbles in your lungs. Well, and then also and... understanding about how the process of the distillation has happened with vapes. If they're using the, the coconut-based oil, like that's Ooh. what can be potentially problematic with the carcinogens involved. So ask the questions, look for full spectrum. That's like my, again, non-doctor advice because I don't think doctors are even giving advice on this at this yeah. point uh but Their that's been do not yeah well no no that's not true because my yeah. uh my husband has been very open with his doctor about mm-hmm. it and kind of the similar you know everything in moderation like yeah. if you're still I mean he probably ran six miles and biked you know 20 today so right. like if you're gonna have a joint or two you know that'll be okay the big balance it out balance it out um but so okay talk to me a little bit like let's go ahead and discuss how has your weed smoking changed over the years oh my stars well if we go back to that let's go first, all the way back that first day with that infamous day with jerry <laughs> 420 sophomore year And basically, from that point on, I was always smoking weed, right? We were not ever vaping. Uh, Swishers, blunts, joints. I feel like mostly blunts initially because once you, like, dive in as a teen, you know, then you're... Saying you're smoking a joint and saying you're smoking a blunt, like, let's just do a cool factor, which is something that matters when you're a teen. Right? That's the thing. It was ego. Ego was involved. (laughs) You know, being this girl that could roll these sick blunts, like, whatever, was part of my shtick, and I was into it, and I loved to show up somewhere with a pack of swishers and a bunch of weed and roll up five blunts and be like, slay, all night long, we've got blunts, I'm just gonna pull them out, pre-rolled, like... You know, it felt good. It I would fun. have girl crushed you on that for sure because was... I couldn't do it. I was more like the bat my eyes and be like, can I get in on that? Oh my gosh, I love that. <laughs> Amazing. We would have just been immediate friends. Our Virgo we to Gemini, right? <laughs> exactly right. That earth sign, air sign chemistry. It's so good. But, and then, you know, I kind of maintained that. I went through a phase, I would say like the minute I went to college, well, and maybe it was happening before, but I just think about living on my own was when I really started to perfect my relationship with cannabis, if you will, where I didn't want to just be like smoking blunts all day long. I wanted to have my 
bong with the ash catcher that was perfectly cleaned and had its own little bong home. And then I had my herb iron, which is a ceramic soldering iron so that you're not inhaling the butane of the lighter and would ice the bong so it was cool on your lungs for my wake and bake, <laughs> whatever. That was my bougie smoking years. And then I was basically doing no blunts, except like socially at parties. And I would still do my same like pre-roll shtick because I love to be that person at parties, but I would bring pre-rolled joints. So I would roll a bunch of joints while we were pre-gaming and then I would bring a pack with me wherever we went, sneak them in my boots. I like always had a pack of joints in my boots in college at every show. Was just always prepared and ready to rock. Pro tip, put yeah. it in your boots. And then I'm trying to remember when I started vaping, which was not until recently, right? I After college... I, like I was still smoking in college in various ways, mostly like peace related, like a bong or yeah, like a pipe on the work break or whatever. Um, a dugout. Do you remember those? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I never really liked those because it was too close to my face. It was like felt too hot on my mouth. <laughs> no, that's fair. So a dugout for anyone who doesn't know what it is, it's this little container and you put weed in one side and then it's like kind of a metal or glass, ideally. Uh, it's It looks like a cigarette, actually. I would sneak them into shows and then you would put it in there and then you would light it. It is a lot closer to your face depending on the size that you get, but it was a little wooden container. You flipped it open, you took out the dugout, you put it in there, you put it around, you lit it, and, and that was that. Yeah, and you know, I feel like during that phase of life, like the early 20s phase, you're smoking whatever anybody hands you. Oh my God, totally. You're like, okay, I don't know what's in here. Is this a split? Ugh, but whatever, I'll hit it, you know? Young and carefree. That is the epitome of it. And I really hope that for for my kids too. I hate to say it, but it was such a wonderful time. I know, and right now, I feel like the culture around doing drugs willy-nilly is very stressful with fentanyl. Yes, yes, lots of contamination. I know, so there's stress around that but uh when I went to when I was doing traveling like when I lived in Africa and Australia and um where else on the ship those like three chapters of life I didn't smoke at all I was sober entirely because it just there wasn't in Zimbabwe we did get weed one time I think we've talked about that before but other than that not at all and then when I came back I was looking for a way that I could like be a functional adult while still using cannabis and I think my friend actually bought me my first Aero Pro which I now would say is like my only or majorly well not only because we smoke joints sometimes obviously but I mostly just use the Aero Pro and based on their website, <laughs> I don't know, I'll probably need a peer review, but the CO2 distillate process that they do in the cartridges that I buy is, you know, one of the better ways to be consuming it. I'm hoping we'll see TBD, but it definitely doesn't feel the way it feels if I'm smoking actually like combustion joints, things, whatever. Um, I don't get the same like cough, throat irritation of consistent smoking other ways, so... Yeah, that's interesting that you say that too, because I've been trying, I've been looking. So I will, I'll cut, I'll explain present day and then I'll cut back to the beginning. Perfect. So present day. So I actually am just coming off of a, I want to say like almost 10 day with, with nothing, maybe almost close to two weeks. Legend. I know. Well, and it's so funny because when I say that, I'm like, uh, like when I look at those words, I'm like, uh, like that shouldn't be such a milestone. But then I'm like, okay, it's. For me, like consistency and understanding why I'm smoking it and, you know, kind of digging back into that. So I smoked 
yesterday and I noticed that like I felt like I had a cough yeah and I was like so it's making me take another look and reconsider how I'm going to be consuming going forward because I did read something about the best way to do it is through being able to put it like in a volcano yeah I've heard and that. smoke it that way. But there's so much prep involved in that. Well, and that just reminded <laughs> me of my volcano days. We did have a brief volcano moment. One of yeah. like that inflatable bag, oh, yeah. if you guys aren't familiar. Uh, Google it. We need we need our Jamie. Again, we're gonna we'll get there, sis. If you want to be our Jamie, email us at potmomspodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, Jamie is Joe Rogan's like fact checker, everybody who's not familiar with that concept. Anywho. The volcano. Again, you have all this prep work. It just comes down to, you know, what is the easiest means to get that like re-upping of relaxation, as I like to call it, or the re-up of patience, you know, in the mom lens. And I find the <coughs> pen to just be It's so right simple. there. It's right there for you. But it's then I use easy. it more. So and that is back to what you were saying about why are you using it? How are you using it? My energy worker in Colorado told me that if I was going to continue consuming cannabis, this was when I was, you know, 23, that I needed to make a ceremony out of it so that it was something intentional that was a reset for me. And she's like, you can do that ceremony five times a day if you want to. There's people who pray five times a day all the time, but make it something that is monumental so that it doesn't become a passive habit that overtakes your mindfulness and I try to think back to that a lot as I navigate using it in stressful times and otherwise now recreationally whatever just so that I'm being intentional so it's sacred it's something that you're actually doing as a self-care moment versus like something else yeah so going back to high school when I started it was I mean it was so circumstantial then it was who had it what you were able to either make or create to smoke out of what you had available. And then I would say I went to college in Dayton, Ohio at University of Dayton for a year because I got a scholarship. And again, I thought that would be getting out of the Midwest and everyone who's just listening is missing my air quotes because it's very much the Midwest. And, you know, I I love the people that I met there, but Dayton is like a city that is surrounded by parking garages. So Mm. it wasn't exactly my get out of the Midwest hope, (laughs) but... I came back after that. There wasn't a ton of weed around there. So I think that was a time that I really wasn't smoking unless, again, somebody had it. Then I came back to go to uh, UW in Wisconsin and was in Milwaukee. And the guys that we live next door dealt. So it was really easy to go ahead and find it then. But still, it was, from a money perspective, somewhat prohibitive because I was cheap. And I knew I could get it for free if I hung around. (laughs) Amazing. So then kind of cutting through towards that time of when it was pre-career, just working at bars, working, you know, odd jobs. I would say I started increasing it a little bit more, but in a way that was making me feel more comfortable with smoking it because in the past I was like, I'm a sativa person. I only like sativas. I don't like indicas, which I think is very easy to get caught up in when you don't know a ton about cannabis. Yeah. So my journey there was thinking I just needed to be up, 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 up. Because when I wasn't, people were like, what's wrong with you? Mm. Are you okay? Because that's very much my personality. Yeah. But I like downtime too. It's important. And so I think I was so caught up with the weed 
making me have to feel social that I completely negated indica strains or ones that brought you down a little bit. Little did I know, cut to today, those are some of my favorite strains because I need to chill the fuck out. I was going to say, that's actually like the best for my personality, but I always go towards sativa because of my productivity conditioning yes where i'm like oh i must not be a lazy stoner i must do things i must accomplish things so let me get it up but high and then i'll keep doing things yes which is you know just the journey the it balanced is. journey and sometimes a pitfall just to go ahead and x an entire strain of this so yeah point being i started learning more about terpene profiles and i started learning more about like what actually goes into the chemical makeup of weed that's making me feel a certain way so now when i go to buy my weed, I can say, hey, I want something that's really high in caryophylline because I know that that makes me feel calm, but not completely displaced so that I can't function or it makes me feel creative or, you know, I'm really looking for something that is a little, has more pinene in it or terpenaline. Like I can get more honed in on how I want to feel for the high. So that was kind of like the first evolution is better understanding the product so that I could see how I wanted it and to make that more sanctimonious process out of smoking. I was just going to say, this is really a great example of how you are staying connected to your mindfulness in your consumption, which is very important. Also learning a bunch of fancy words. I mean, hey. Took me a while to be able to say those correctly. I don't know if it's an ADHD thing, but sometimes I look at words and I have no idea how to say them. The brain just goes, you're not going to say that word. It caches what that word means and how I would say it, which is completely wrong. My son is the same exact way. Yeah, I am also like that. So I could be the ADHD. So from there, the pan. I would say right around there, the pandemic hit. Mm. And then I'll be like the first to admit I was smoking to like I always joke I went to that place of like let's see how high I can get because <laughs> I used to be that person with a low tolerance where I would all of a sudden you know just kind of just be in that situation where you do smoke too much and you get a little bit more introverted yeah. and that freaked me out because I was in a situation where I wasn't super comfortable with myself. Yeah totally. So then again toss on the hot garbage mess of the pandemic what was going on politically, which was going on socially. Ooh, I mean, just so a lot of stuff. Side. So I was 100% over-medicating. Like, yeah. I was 100% just leaning into the survival aspect of that. And I will say, whereas I don't necessarily condone that, I understand definitely in hindsight why I needed to do that. And I am happy I did that with cannabis rather than alcohol. Totally. Because I am a way worse person on alcohol. Like, so for example, two weekends ago I drank, which I don't drink that often when I do. Sometimes I just really like to party and I had, okay, I'm sorry, four drinks. So you guys can cash that. Wild woman. I know. And I was throwing up. Okay. (laughs) In my RV toilet. Oh, I love that for you. And also I threw up on the cruise we were just on. Same thing. I was like, this is an amount I used to drink all the time. And now it just makes me feel so physically ill yep and if I don't throw it up then tomorrow I'm gonna regret it even more so you know might as well start fresh on a new day literally so I mean it was a good it was for the time in the pandemic smoking helped me keep my calm helped me stay present with my kids but was I using it too much absolutely totally and I feel like we talk about the pandemic like it's you know more in our hindsight now but I mean I would say even up until like the start of this year yeah we were still feeling the effects of it excuse me there's that cough yeah, it'll get you. <laughs> but now I feel like I'm in a place where coming down off the pandemic, I realized there were certain things that I needed to work on from a personal growth perspective, a mental growth perspective. And I was able to kind of tackle those 
to be able to then reevaluate my use of cannabis. So the first thing that I did is I took a break to see, I wanted to get back to my hunger cues because I will 100% not lie to anyone. I love getting stoned and eating food. It makes food taste better. Same. I am just like party in my mouth. I have a big smile on my face. I'm like hunting around my pantry like a gold digger. Like <laughs> I am like, what can we find and what can we make? And I make these really elaborate bizarre things but they always taste amazing so good. because that's one thing that I'm really good at I'm really good at cooking but it's very non-traditional oh it's very strange the flavor combinations you're almost always questioning what is this going to be like and I will say nine out of ten ten times it hits but <clears throat> the other times it's mid <laughs> so I wanted to first get back into my hunger cue so I could stop just plain old munchy eating and get back into the fruits and veggies that I absolutely love. There you go. So that was kind of the first step. And then it was really looking at what am I smoking for? Am I look? Am yeah. I looking to come down off of a day's work? Am I looking to kind of just be able to have a moment for myself? Am I looking for uh, a, some creativity in a project that I'm working on? Am I thinking about how I can get closer with my husband through this? There's yeah. a lot of checklists, which again, overactive ADHD mind. You guys are probably like, I just fucking go to my garage and smoke. I, I envy you. I envy you so much. I remember one time I asked my husband, we were playing music in the car and I asked him, hey, when you put your music on, are you constantly like wondering or thinking about what the other person is thinking about your choices? And he's like, we are exactly he looks at me same. and goes, no. And I'm like, oh my God, your brain must be such a wonderful place to be because constantly like, oh my God, are they judging me? Are they enjoying this? Should I switch it? And I've been called out for being a jumper because I will jump in the middle of a song to another so one. You're concerned? Okay, that's so funny because when we were just in a sauna, Trevor, he looked like he was so deep in thought. And afterwards, I was like, what were you thinking about in there? And he was like, nothing. I was like, what do you mean nothing? Like, I literally thought of 7,000 things in the 15 minutes we were in there. Like, first did a, you know, audit of every single person that was in there. Like, what do I feel like their life story is? Then I was like, what am I not doing by sitting in the sauna? Could I be handling more things? What haven't I posted? I needed to promote today's episode. Like, there was just so much going through my mind. And Trevor was like... I don't know, I was just relaxing. I don't even, I don't think I was thinking of anything. I was like, what a fucking peaceful existence you must have, sir. Congrats. Seriously, <laughs> though. And I do think about that all the time. And then I'm like, well, what could you be thinking about? No, yeah. I'm just kidding. Don't be like me. Don't be like me. Hilarious. But it's crazy to think about the differences between people's brains and how that might relate to how they use cannabis or how they use totally. alcohol and how that really makes a play in being neurodivergent or neurotypical. I was like, that's why we need those Indica's girl, because we got to turn that down. I know, because I'm annoying. Like, I will be the first one. I annoy no. myself. And I don't mean that in a negative way. Like I'm you amazing. never annoy me. You're no, amazing. I'm amazing. But I mean, no, because I, I do, because I know I'm me. Like, yeah. I get that. I know, I'm not going to say I'm too much, because I don't like, I, I know yeah. that being too much has been given a negative connotation, but I am a lot. So, I, I am certainly You know, not lot. too much, but we teeter. We toe that yeah. line. Well, but in two your point about you know why you're using it and how and like how is it serving you I always come back to the thought of you know we're trying to take the edge off right yeah but the edge exists for a reason the yeah. edge is to motivate you to change to you know be what your inner voice is sassing you to be right and so for a long time I went back and forth which I mean I still do but I still feel like we're nailing it as far as, you know, we're pursuing our truths and our passions and whatever and taking action. And that's what's really important to me. But in times where I felt like I wasn't taking as much action, 
you know, then I start to think like, okay, I'm using cannabis to take off the edge, which is sassing me about not taking action. If I didn't take the edge off, would I be accomplishing more? Would I be, you know, making greater strides towards the things I want? And so that, you know, comes back to a place of balance where sometimes in those moments I've had to take breaks to just reassess, be like, girl needs to, you know, lay off a little bit, refocus, yeah. try to do another metrics of success exercise to make sure I'm working towards my goals and uh, go from there, you know? I think that that's really valid. And I do think that's one thing that I do like about Canada's being a, more of a conscious thing yeah. and having the routine be what I'm more dialed into than anything. And honestly, just having with having a partner that smokes, it's all too convenient. Yeah. So there are times when I smoke when I probably don't want to just because I'm like, oh, okay, fine. So taking a back and looking at it, I know if I'm saying no, he's not judging me. He's not mad. None of those things that are, you know, in my trauma track is what we'll call it. Uh, So looking at it is like, what do I want to accomplish out of this? But also I think it really helps me with the continual self-reflection aspect of it. So it's like some, because I I said, if I'm going to do this, if I'm going to do something like this, I'm going to be honest with myself. So yes, there are some days where I am like, I just need to stop thinking. I just want to completely disengage and have that quiet time. But then rather as, rather than looking at that as a negative I have to look at then, okay, what else needs to change? Do I need to make sure that I'm scheduling some more self-care time? Do mm-hmm. I need to make sure, like I booked three ba- I booked three nights of babysitting. Um, I'm not babysitting. Someone's babysitting my children. I should clarify. New side gig for kids. I know. I'm like, I'm just adding more hats. Um, but Classic. no, like looking at, okay, I've been noticing that I really want to make sure that I'm staying engaged with my husband. I'm going to schedule three date nights. Granted, one of them is a concert we're going to. Blink-182. Oh my God. Fun. So jazzed. Oh, that's good be so fun so we have two other dates so we're gonna go ahead and he's planning one I'm planning the other we're not gonna tell each other what it is and we're gonna we're gonna do that so I do use it to even if I am looking to escape a situation looking at okay if I'm looking at it to escape what do I need to do differently so that I'm not using it to escape next time yeah or just looking at is that a toxic something in my life totally yeah I I was I feel like I was getting a little loose when we first when I first got my IUD out, we were trying to get pregnant. I was like, I'm not going to be able to smoke any weed. So I felt like I was hitting the pen a lot. And then I remember distinctly, I hit it and was playing with Leon and we were having so much fun. And I was like, I would be having this much fun with him if I wasn't high. Like there was no reason for me to hit the pen in this moment. I mean, not that it was a bad thing to do necessarily, but trying to remember that like I can find joy in the present moment in all the ways without being high. So I don't want to always be high when I'm experiencing joy because then regular joy loses its magic. It's you know? a good gauge. It's a good gauge. And I really like that you said that because it is important to experience those same feelings high and not high. Yeah. You know, there's people out there who say they can get high on meditation. I am currently not one of them, but you know. I can't. Oh my God. I I went through a time where I was really good at meditating. I was doing it every single day. I was listening through to the end and then I kind of stopped because of like literally no reason, just life getting busy Literally and no reason. You mean your business and three children? And I mean all of it. Life? All yeah. of it. All of the things. And so 
I tried to do it this past weekend and I just had, if I, now I find if I don't have a compelling meditation and I use the Calm app, so it's kind of a toss up in terms of whether or not what they're talking about is going to relate to my life. And I love Jeff Warren. I think he's wonderful. And he's the one I usually will listen to. I do love LeBron's uh, series too, because I just picture like LeBron sitting next to me and being like, you can fucking do this. LeBron James has a meditation series? Yeah, on Calm. It's really good. Check it out. It's really good. good. Um, So... I, I couldn't find one that resonated and I just kept turning it off. And I feel really bad about that because that's literally the antithesis of meditating is not seeing it through. Yeah. But it's hard sometimes to just sit there and because if I'll turn it off if then my mind starts racing and I can't clear it because then I'm like, it's not doing what it should do. Yeah. I basically have only ever used the Headspace app and just trying to sit there and breathe, you know, trying to do, because the minute I'm listening to someone else, which is probably a more effective means for an ADHD brain, but I then feel like it doesn't count because I'm listening to some guy talk. So instead I just try to be silent and box breathe, but that lasts, I don't know, 30 seconds because we've met, (laughs) we've met. I'm not exactly, not exactly a gal to keep quiet for long. Yeah. Uh, So, but I know that there are benefits to that, much like my physical therapist who tells me I could be breathing and getting the same effect. I'm like, sure, sure I can. Trying it, working on it. But, you know, I'm going to find out here soon. Presuming we can make baby two. We're going to test out these meditation theories. You got this. I know you can do it. I can do it. I I will say, though, the edge that you talk about is real. Yeah, Yeah, if you don't have an edge... I bet it can be fucking high. I, I bet it can be awesome to get high on fucking oxygen. Yeah. <laughs> but how many of us don't have an edge? Yeah. Be it work, be it home, be it what's going on politically, socioeconomically, all of that. I know. Oh my gosh. Which just immediately reminds me of this video of this influencer and she's crying on a plane. And Relatable. She said, I thought it was depression. And then it goes to her like flying through the streets of Singapore and she's like, actually, it was America. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Like, yeah. Relatable. Our lives are structured here specifically, but in the modern world in general, it's just, you got a lot of edges. You got to take off, you know, but I do think that cannabis for me personally is a healthier means than alcohol. Yeah. And it's just about, you know, finding the balance in using it productively, like not to bring everything back to productivity, but using it in a way that doesn't derail what you actually want to accomplish in life, in business, in your days, whatever. And when it does, that's when you can go ahead and examine your use, how you're consuming it. I mean, I remember one time uh, we had gotten uh, like a wax, like a dab pen in Minnesota. And the concept was really, really new to me. And so we were hitting it like we'd hit a vape pen or whatever, and I swear, five five days of that, and I was like, my brain's not working as intended. I think we need to hardcore lay off of this. Like, this needs to be a once every, once in a while situation because I feel my brain, like, ticking slower. <laughs> yeah, well, we need to do an episode on all the weed dealers we've known and loved, but my one of my faves, all-time faves, my roommate in college was Big Dab Guy, and... I briefly did dabs with him when we first moved in and then had to stop because I was like, this is making me less intelligent. I feel less capable to function. It's harder for me to juggle school and work when I'm doing this. Like I have to stop. And then we still live together for another year plus, but I just was like, nope, no dabs for post. She's off the dabs. Yeah. And that's hard to do, especially in a friendship, especially in a living situation like that too. Yeah. People are in your living room with a butane torch at 9 a.m. every single day. And you're like, no, girls got to go. I was working full time and at school full time. 
I like the final I mean I love that house so much but I came home one day and they were it was finals week and it was like our busy season at work or picking up I just remember I was feeling very stressed about a lot of things and my roommates were high on acid on the roof and the neighbor had called me god what was happening something was going on with the house the neighbor had called or the the neighbor had called the landlord the landlord called me whatever all you need to know is people were on the roof doing acid when i was trying to work and i was like i need to get my own apartment yep so but i love hallucinogens for what it's worth and i support anybody trying to expand their consciousness by doing that it was just time for me to move on to the next chapter to mosey yeah so I think that's an interesting point. I think in a future episode, what we'll have to do is talk about all of the different ways to consume as well as some of our own hilarious stories, stories oh my gosh, yes. of, of our own experience. Consumption stories. That's a whole saga. If you guys have any interesting consumption stories or preferred methods of consumption, ways you found that really help you balance out your use with your life, let us know. Popmomspodcast at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at popmomspodcast. See ya. listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey there, my name is Leah Babrudi and I'm the founder and host of Cannachicks Podcast, where I discuss cannabis, psychedelics, and other natural medicines. I not only interview people who use them as treatment for different conditions, but also the entrepreneurs who share their knowledge on how they built their businesses. If this sounds interesting to you, give my show a listen. I'm sure you'll learn something that'll surprise you.